Hello and welcome to Signals from the Hill. My name's Stephen Walsh. Later on in the show, we'll be talking to Charlo Freyd about his work, including Goat Herded, the book that was published by Avery Hill Publishing. But first up, we've got some information on a comics podcast you might enjoy. Need another podcast all about comic topics, reviews, and just general chit-chat? Then join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, Giuseppe Lambertino, and me, Tom Stewart, at That Comic Smell. You can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes, and on Twitter and Instagram at That Comic Smell. Pull up a chair and join us. This month's store spotlight is on page 45 in Nottingham. It's a shop that has a tremendous range of stuff with a real focus on interesting and stylish fiction and biography. You can find them on Twitter at page 45, which is spelt out in letters. So that's at P-A-G-E-F-O-R-T-Y-F-I-V-E. And their website is page45.com. And that's P-A-G, four and five as numbers, dot com. Some Avery Hill news now, and we've announced more releases for the autumn, including Retrograde Orbit by Christina Bashinsky, Terrible Means, a sequel to Izmir from B. Muir, and a hardback edition of A City Inside by Tilly Walden. If you go to averyhillpublishing.com, you'll find a link that has all the information and some sample pages. Another impending release is the fourth issue of Metroland from Ricky Miller and Julia Shaler. We've got a special offer on all four issues available in our web store. You can get those for £15. And the special offer in our web store this month is free shipping on issues one to three of Mimi and the Wolves by Alabaster. If you enter the offer code Alabaster at checkout, that's A-L-A-B-A-S-T-E-R, you'll get free shipping on any or all of those issues. And now let's talk to Charlo. Hi, Charlo. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, good to be here. So growing up, were you, were you reading comics? Were you making art as a kid? I, I was reading, like, manga. I had, no one, I had no one to show me anything. No older brother like that that was into stuff or anything like that. So I kind of just came across manga, I guess. And without knowing your age, I mean, I know there was obviously a huge manga boom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, you're right, actually, because I would walk into, like, Barnes & Noble, and it was, like, up in front. Yeah, yeah. There would yeah. be spinner racks. There would be whole shelves of it. It wasn't just a case yeah. of, you know, if you go into most uh, general bookshops sort of 15, 20 years ago and you ask for manga, they'd probably have like book free of Akira, but nothing else. Right. So maybe, it's not yeah, accessible. Akira. There's no sort of close to the shell, maybe. Yeah. And and you'd be lucky. They probably would just not even know. Yeah. I feel like maybe. Yeah. But yeah. And I remember even in Blockbuster. I don't know if you know what that is. Do you guys have? Uh, did you we, guys have that? It was we, just like a did. movie. We did. Yeah, video shop. Video shop in yeah. America. I don't know if it. Oh no, we definitely had it in, in the UK. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Um, they had a uh, they had manga and stuff there too, and and new had... type magazine. Right. We never just, had manga or or comics in in Blockbuster. That's great. Yeah. It was so it was pretty big when I was a kid, and I would get the Shonen Jump, which you know had all yeah, the yeah all the collection of the monthly thing or, or whatever it was. So I would read and, that. And was there volumes as well? Was it like the Tokyo pop stuff? Yeah, there was the volumes too of, you know, Dragon Ball, Naruto, whatever, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Was, and I think ones. that's what, what's great there is, um, particularly 
if you're a kid or a younger reader or someone starting into it, with things like Dragon Ball and Naruto, it's 50 volumes. And if you can like yeah. find a place that's going to be able to get them all, or you know, even if they're not stuck in all 50 on the shelf, they can, they can order them in for you. Suddenly, you're just mainlining so much material in one go, aren't you? <laughs> it's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. And it's pretty it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I would I would read those and I would I would copy the pages of like Dragon Ball, like draw the characters or or whatever. And I think the manga thing was very interesting as well just because if you're a teenager, you know, there's uh, I think, you know, there's a real appeal in othering yourself with the culture that you have and right. you know, normally traditionally comics were enough for that. But I think now, and, and certainly over the last 10 to 15 years, they've just gone so mainstream. Whereas manga, yeah. still Dragon Ball, Naruto, huge properties and like uh, much more mainstream coverage than, than ever before. But there's still mm-hmm. a definite otherness to it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's Superheroes, I, like to me when I was a kid, superheroes were like, like comics to me were superheroes. And I didn't know much about indie stuff until later. And um, I didn't relate with superheroes. I don't know. I didn't. I guess it just didn't interest me. Maybe that's why I never asked my mom, like, get me a Spider-Man or something. Yeah, that's the thing. If you've got no interest, I mean, you know, I, I love superhero stuff. And I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and they were, they were saying about Infinity War. They were talking to, like, a friend of ours that has no interest in that at all. And yeah. they, they said, uh, well, even if you don't like superheroes, you should go and see it. And I was like, you shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. Like, if you don't, <laughs> I think it's absolutely fine if people have no, if superheroes have no appeal to, like, I enjoy it. I know people enjoy it. But if you don't enjoy it, the idea of you should go, you should go and see this two hour and 40 minute film that features literally dozens of characters that you have no idea about uh, and you have yeah. no interest in. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't you know? think it would work. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of funny, the movies. But oh, you, yeah, you'd get something out of it. I think they're well made and exciting and, and whatnot. But. Like Fun, the, yeah. the idea that it was being put this thing of like, if you don't like superheroes, this is the one that will do it for you. And I don't, I don't need mm-hmm. to be getting people to be converted. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, yeah, the, no. superheroes think... are fine. Do, do what you want to do. You know, you don't need to sort yeah. of like try and, and also last thing Marvel need is like people being dragged to the cinema on it. They're, they're doing fine. They're making billion dollars a yeah. film on these things. Yeah. They're know? making enough. Yeah. I mean, th- that's a strange recommendation that this would be the one. If anything, <laughs> I, I think would, it was because it was like, so sort of packed with characters and spectacle. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. What, you wouldn't know what's happening. I think one to recommend to people would be, um, crap, I'm blanking out on the name right now. Um, the space one, the galaxy. Uh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I because be because those characters were obscure enough that they needed to be introduced properly. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'd go along with that. And it's, you know, Obviously, you've got enough recognizable tropes from Star Wars and other sort of sci-fi exactly. things that you it's can sort like of. Sci-fi yeah, it's accessible. Like, like so, I, I always get a beer in my bonnet when people sort of go, oh, "I've only ever read one superhero comic, uh, and that was Watchmen." And I was like, "That's the worst one to start with." Because, yeah, because like, it's all about breaking it's, down. Yeah, it's tropes. It's yeah. of like yeah. disassembling these tropes. And I was like, but you don't have the grounding, uh, and it, yeah. I don't mean it's sort of gatekeeper kind of way. You're, you're just not going to enjoy gonna it. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to go, all right. I sort of see something's happening, and you're like, yeah, yeah it's all. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. People are like, oh, if you don't like superheroes, watch Watchmen or <laughs> read yeah. Watchmen because it's not really. But it's like, nah, that doesn't make. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it's similar <laughs> to Infinity War, there's enough in Watchmen, like it, it's uh, a beautifully made piece of, of art visually right. and in terms it's of structure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's the, the whole sort of mirrored chapter. You, you know, you could appreciate, I think, 
uh, being any sort of reader. But right. you know, you're not getting everything you can out of it. So you know, but uh, again, so you know, gonna... there, there's plenty of other things, and it's a similar thing with manga, isn't it? Where you know, mm-hmm. w- with manga, even within the genre stuff, you've got a, a, such a oh, broad there's, range. There's of... so much different stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real thing. I liked it a lot. I think because it wasn't just superheroes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and and in comics now, you know, Western comics. I love them now because there's a lot more variety, and it probably was there too back when I was a kid. It just maybe was harder uh, to find. It's just coming out more and more with, with social media and stuff, and people can just put up whatever whatever creation. You know, it doesn't have to be through Marvel or DC or Image or. Whatever. Yeah, I think there's like a, a virtuous circle where people are more aware that comics are more than just superheroes, yeah. so they seek it out, and that no. creates a market, and it creates a sort of conversation. So. Right. You know, and things become more prominent. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a really sort of interesting time. Uh, for yeah, comics, I, yeah you know I like I mean. that. I like that. You know, it should be like like novels. You know, it yeah, could be any, anything. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. That's the thing of it. You know, the comics don't have to be uh, any yeah. sort of special case within art and culture today. They can be trashy, disposable, tiny, fun, throwaway things, or right. they can be momentous works that are meticulously crafted you know and, yeah. and with with uh, a billion other things in between you know that's yeah. the, the beauty of any art isn't it it doesn't have to be yeah. you know one thing or the other or both or neither it can be you know whatever you need it to be absolutely anything yeah that's 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 what's cool so was it manga that sort of inspired you to sort of start thinking visually and creating images do you think manga um or were you doing it beforehand? Were you always, like, drawing as a kid? Probably, yeah. I probably came across the first manga when I was uh, maybe seven or eight or around there, maybe. But since before I can remember, I would have, like, stacks of printer paper. And I would just draw, like, crazy all day, every day. And, and so my mom said that's all I would I would do. So, yeah, definitely before any manga or stuff. Probably would draw, like, cartoons on TV or something. Before that, just animals i think i would like she said i would sketch like frogs and stuff right and is that from life or just like just generally sitting down just drawing from your imagination Um, i could i'm it must be from life i don't know like i don't remember (laughs) do you know she i don't just what she would say because i right right i can't remember so i must have been you know like i would be outside playing and see them and then obviously it's not they weren't good (laughs) i'm sure it was just like no, but you know, having that drive within you, and you know, yeah, that, that, you always. know, it was so prevalent that your, you know, your mum talks about it as a thing that was like very much, you know, you, you know, yeah, your that was thing as a kid. Always a thing that defined me, like in the family with the other kids, they, I guess, be, I don't know, playing or something, but I'd be drawing. So that's always that was always the thing. And in terms of uh, school, did you? Uh, like get a chance to sort of do art classes as a teenager that helped you sort of yeah. develop and encourage uh, you? I had art classes in elementary and middle school, high school. I would say elementary was probably the mo- most useful one. Um, my art teacher, I have like fond memories about him. He was cool. And middle school too. I would say high school was actually the one that let me down the most. Just too narrow in terms of what they wanted from me, maybe. It was just like, I don't know. Like it just didn't matter. It was like a recess. <laughs> oh right oh so you know the, the the sort of teacher's attitude the teacher wasn't particularly inspired yeah 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 it just would you know we all, all the kids would show up and just be like mayhem 
class. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> like a like a like a free time, which was cool too, I guess. But it's when I kind of made like my first few like real friends was right, from an right. art class in high school. But um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, like the teachers didn't care. Like you said, it the teachers just didn't. They probably were jaded or something. Yeah. No. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know? it's, a, it's a problem in it if you've got like a, a group within the class that's sort of determined to see it as a chance to mess around. Yeah. You know, it would just grind you down, wouldn't it? Day after day of just sort of like, yeah. okay, then just do this and don't break anything. Maybe that's the deal that we'll make. And you know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, I won't expel I you, and you don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just have Who knows? a bit of Who like knows? ruckus, but nothing terrible. And yeah. yeah. Who knows what goes through their head? I mean, if you're an artist and you're an art school teacher, it probably wasn't their ideal situation maybe to become that. Maybe yeah. they wanted to do art or something. I mean, maybe they did want to be a teacher and, and it turns out that none of the kids care. So Yeah, that's the thing. Who knows? <laughs> they just end up giving up. My mom's a school teacher, so I can understand. Oh, yeah. But no, it is. Like, I used to... <laughs> Uh, I used to tutor a couple of kids privately, and people yeah. were like, why don't you become a teacher? And I was like, because there'll be more than two of them. Like, there'll be 30 <laughs> no. of them. And I was like, and the two kids that I tutor, they quite like me, and I like them. They're right. pleasant kids. Yeah. But I was like, in that class, there's going to be one kid that I hate, and at least one yep. kid that's going to hate me. At least. <laughs> if not, what if there's 29 of them? Or 30? What if all of them hate me? <laughs> they're, they're just outnumbered. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I've got nothing but admiration for teachers. Like, it's you know, it's a very difficult job even without sort of issues in terms of resources and sort of states yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't know how my mom does it because it's uh it's pretty shitty the school system and what does she teach what what subject (laughs) language arts Ah, okay middle school right right. so like the school at least at least in the states at least in miami where i grew up the school systems are pretty bad so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it's well. I, I can only speak from the the sort of the perspective of someone who's you know brought up and educated in England. But yeah, I, it's the same everywhere. Like you know, yeah, schools constantly just saying to parents, you know, can you donate for this and donate for that? Right. You have to you have to subsidise it, and it's just like there's there's definitely money there, but they don't want to spend right. it on. No, that yeah, it's, it comes down to the whole uh, the people in the in the government positions and stuff, just kind of holding on to it. I mean, I guess unless you're in a private sort of thing, then it's different. But yeah. I never experienced that. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know. So, yeah, it's a completely yeah. different experience. So you grew up in uh, Miami. Yep. Yeah, I was born there and grew up there. And you went to college in Georgia, was it? it yeah, in Georgia, in Savannah. Yeah. And how was your experience at there? Because obviously, I'm assuming there it's a bit more sort of focused uh-huh. in terms of who who's there to be taught and who's there teaching. Uh, like, what do you mean? Like the students, like yeah. what their temperament are? Yeah, because at that point they are they're students rather than pupils, aren't they? They're people who have chosen right. to be there. They've and chosen to go there. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I thought school was like kind of a waste. To, right. <laughs> to be honest, well, it was ex- expensive waste. I feel right. like I grew way I, with my art way quicker before, and then afterwards I have quicker than when I was in school. I felt stunted. That's really interesting because, like, you'd imagine, like, my, my taking it would be even if, like, the the sort of educational aspect isn't there in terms of not having teachers that are going to guide you or help you or, you know, help to develop you, 
just having that yeah. time and space. But I guess if you're determined, you'll find the time and space yourself regardless, won't you? I think definitely, you know, better in terms of professors. Like a lot of the professors were cool, but I think it depends what you're going to school for too. Because I went for illustration and I don't think there's a lot of value in that in school, you know? Uh, yeah. At least yeah. for me, it wasn't. It, de- it depends on the school too. Like if I would have gone maybe to like RISD, there's a lot of networking you could do with important people in the industry there that helps. What's RISD? RISD is Rhode Island School of Design. And it's a big one for illustration. There's a lot of big illustrators who even teach there and stuff and have connections. So you can get good gigs right out of there. But I went to SCAD and it was too expensive. And for being the school, it's so expensive and like big you know, quote unquote or whatever. They just didn't have, I don't know. It didn't, the networking would be the, the biggest part of the school. And I feel like it still wasn't that great. Yeah. I guess there's still a sort of a hangover from the historical thing of newspapers, magazines, the publishing uh, yeah. in the States being focused around New York so much that you, you, your sort of proximity to that is still going to have an effect, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's true. And, and the big ones you want to work for, a lot of them are there. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of, Big ones everywhere nowadays. Yes, but, yeah, it's a bit more. But, you know, top ones that an illustrator goes for, like the New Yorker and New York Times. I wonder then if, like, just from looking at your work, I mean, if I'm going to use one word to, to sum up what what I see from your work, uh, and I mean this in an incredibly positive way, I think sprawl, if that makes sense. Like, there's such a breadth to it. Like, it seems... Uh, yeah, it seems sprawl? like you sprawl yeah just to sort of do to, to work as broadly <laughs> as possible fun, first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and todd mcfarlane just gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> do some varying covers no um it's it just like just looking at the sort of like multidisciplinary approach to your work you know you're doing illustration and comics and fashion and animation and like just this it looks like there's so much going on. Yeah. I wonder if that's then a, a response to the fact that you, you felt your time at school sort of, as you say, stunted you a little bit, and this has given you a chance to sort of spring forward. I don't know. If, I think maybe uh, what, what was hard about school, is too, was that I was interested in lots of things like animation, comics, illustration, printing, um, film, like lots of stuff. And so – that made it difficult too, because I wanted to do all of them. I wanted to learn all of them, so you didn't have to choose one thing to do. And I feel like I chose the wrong one. I feel like I chose the least value one, because illustration is just basically drawing. I mean, it teaches you visual communication, I guess, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. That makes sense. I originally went to school wanting to be an animator, but I don't have the patience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm... yeah. I've got friends who do it and who work in like who do like um, CGI as well and things like that. When yeah. they talk, talk to you about the meticulous work they have to do, it, you know, yeah. uh, it takes a, a very certain kind of mindset. And I think we're all glad that they exist, but I yeah. just I can't I fathom know. doing that. But yeah, they're amazing people. Yeah, I, mean, I love yeah, absolutely. it. And like, yeah. I'll do a little bit of it, but to do it all the time, relentlessly, I don't know. It's it's a ton. It's a ton of work. Do you think that's important to you then in terms of being able to have that freedom to sort of move from form to form, uh, from project to project? Yeah, I would I would love to if I had like the resources to just, you know, whatever I felt like the medium to sort of just be able to, to do it. Like if I had the resources for animation, 
make an animation. I probably would do that instead of comics. But comics are so good because you don't need a bunch of resource, uh, resources. You know, and everyone says that. It's just, you know, pencil and paper. That's it. Yeah. You, don't, you don't even need a, a, a stapler if you want to fold it in the right way. I mean, you can right. get away with uh, <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, pretty much. There was a, a, um, a comment I saw, I think it might have been on uh, Tumblr or Instagram, where um, someone had said, you know, really admiring, praiseful things about your artwork, and then said, you know, I'd love to buy something, but my addiction to fashion is taking up all of my <laughs> money at the moment. And you were like, well, I'm going to be making, I'm going to be printing up some t-shirts soon. So then hopefully, you know, your addiction will feed into uh, my work as well. And I thought it was a really <laughs> interesting thing as well, where it's that thing of like, as I say, I think with your approach, it's this nice thing where you're sort of meeting people in the middle where, you know, they're sort of like, I'd like to get this, but I'm interested in this. And you're like, well, I'm doing this as well. So, you know, you right. can still... Uh, get some of my artwork, but not necessarily, you know, folded and stapled or, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that comment, but I'm sure <laughs> it sounds like something I would say. I mean, a lot of <laughs> illustrators do, you know, like t-shirts and stuff, just because it's, it's pretty easy nowadays. Yeah, to, it's another thing of... where the sort of access has opened up so much, isn't it? You can yeah. sort of pretty much design anything, send the image off to a company yeah. that will print it up on demand and it's great, right, right? Yeah. you know, so very little like, sort of like, you don't need to sort of, you know, gone are the days where you have to order 5,000 t-shirts that sit right, in your yeah, room. You don't have to make a like, tr- huge investment. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the box just haunts you in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guess then the interesting thing, just from a creative point of view, is rather than sort of making a design thinking what is going to be the most lucrative right. one, you can sort of go, yeah. well, this is the most interesting one. Let's see if people like this. You know, you can right. try yeah, things yeah. a bit more on the margins. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's like way more liberating. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it seems like fashion is something you're interested in that sort of feeds into the, the work as well. Like you, uh, your characters tend to look very interesting in terms of what they're wearing. Uh, yeah, I like fashion a lot. I'd like to do design clothing. That'd be fun too. I'd love to do that. The thing that I guess uh, I know you best for is, is comics. And yeah. on your website, you've got some uh, some great stuff, uh, just just ready to be read, which is always nice. I, you know, it's lovely to get physical stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so I forgot that she let me just keep it up there. That was for <laughs> Club Zine. Because she's, yeah. like, selling it too, but I guess – oh, no, no, it's just a preview. Okay, it's just a few pages. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I do have a few stuff there, yeah. And what was interesting there as well, just to get back to this idea of of sprawl, is sort of where these things are going, what they're for. So you've got a piece up there for uh, an anthology called Indecent Exposure. And anthologies, I think, are always great, aren't they? Just to sort of share space and, yeah. and cross-pollinate people's sort of friends and followers. Mm-hmm. That was a, a friend of mine back from school who put it together. Yeah, it's a nice-looking uh, book as well. <laughs> and then as you say club scene which is uh, a polish collective or digital mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean that's great isn't it immediately to be doing sort of things you know across the ocean yeah she hit me up september this past september or something and um i was like you want to be a i had seen it like the year before and there were so many artists in there that i that i that i thought are cool you know that I, when she told me to be a part of it, i was like oh absolutely i would love to and um so then I, that's what No Soup Ramen for you is. And then it, it turned out to, like I ended up 
Like it's like 22 pages. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be in you know club zine with a bunch of other artists, you know, like short little things. So then she just was like, oh, you know, I'll just print it on its own. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just kind of kept going. I, I just get, I got lost in it, and I quickly made her. At first, she was like, oh, this is kind of long, and I was like, so I quickly made another one, which is not like me, like over a weekend. Right. That one. Right. And just quickly threw that together, and I was like, because I really wanted to be in it. And she's like, actually, I'll just do no soup and and um just print it separately. So that was cool. Yeah, fantastic. So she's like doing it all, you know, like a, like a lot of you know small comic people, um, just like out of throwing money and stuff. Well, I think she actually did an Indiegogo or something, maybe maybe last year's or something, or, or this one's. I, I I don't know. And then um, not like me. Which you put up on Webtoon and Tapas. I've never even heard of Tapas before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I put them up there. Yeah. I, f- I forgot about that. I put yeah, them up there yeah. just because, yeah, I had heard of them. I had never heard of them before either. And there's a bunch of comics on there. Yeah, and it's great, isn't it? It's just that thing about, you know, there are there's so many more spaces to put things than there were sort of 10 to 20 years ago. So now you can just sort yeah. of, you don't have to just put them into uh, one place. You know, you've got things like, Instagram and uh, Tumblr are great for posting things, but you know, it, you know, spreading the footprint never hurts, does it? Right. Yeah. You, you know, there's a bunch of people that go on there. And... But you saved um, "Am I a Fuckboy" just for yourself. That's a, oh, a, a, a your website exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that was like a little bit ago, and I don't think maybe I knew about tapas. There, it's more like a zine, I guess. I don't know if I intended to print it or something. I didn't even finish it. It's not a, there's like 40 pages of it. Right. Or something right. like that. Yeah, um, yeah. That I just didn't finish cuz like I do that with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks yeah. uh fantastic. It was up there and it, it did sort of like it sort of popped off the screen. I could really imagine it as uh a zine. Uh yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. But I mean that's how I even made uh made it. Like I put them like that in a row, but right, they're like right. paired up you know like pages originally and as well as comics you do a fair bit of illustration work as well uh for some really mm-hmm. interesting places as well obviously you've done a couple of things for the new york times that are up on the website yeah i've done, I've done some stuff here and there for for some magazines and i've done i've done some sticker work too i've done an album yeah. cover for cold rips which is a pretty cool band he's a pretty uh, cool musician and some stuff here and there with um, one of the New York Times pieces, you've done a piece about sort of Britain post-Brexit. And I thought, again, that was a really sort of interesting, uh, you give a real sort of insight to your productivity there where you've put the post up and you've put your illustration up, but you've also showed like five different colour variants that you were oh, yeah, sort of yeah. tinkering with as you, as you went along, which I think uh, is really nice to sort of see the different options that you uh, presented as well. I'd like, I like to post those on, on Instagram and let people kind of, you know, ask them which one they like, and it never helps. <laughs> everyone, you know, it's hardly ever unanimously like one. It's like a lot of times, like. Isn't that really good though? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that, there's something appealing to in everyone that you do rather than just sort of like people are writing one of them off or, you know, that's, right. that's, that's, that's yeah. you know, it's a good response. But it doesn't like help that. in terms of uh, <laughs> the purchasing something. Trying to go yeah. Through, yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. I think it's fun, like to see how people react and stuff. It's kind of fun. 
you're very generous with uh, the stuff that you've put on your website, but uh, I would recommend to people to follow your uh, Instagram feed just because they're, you know, you, you, you're so productive. You're putting up so much stuff and it's just, it's a great sort of uh, selection of images to go through. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of throws stuff on there on the Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter too. Yeah. 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 And cause yeah, cause I guess you, I don't post like sketches and stuff on their website. No, yes, yeah, that's the thing. More yeah. like a portfolio, I guess. Yeah, the website's more the sort of fixed pieces, and then you've right. got the the sort of the Twitter feed and the uh, Instagram to sort of get <clears throat> image yeah, after image after easier image. Easier to update that too, you know. Like oh yeah, absolutely. Throw it on there. It's a really interesting thing. Getting back to what we were talking about earlier with the you, you know your different sort of interests, I think there's a real value to places like Tumblr and Instagram, isn't there? Where it's a sort of a constant process of, of input and output. Like while you're there to post your own stuff, you can't help but see other things. So you're instantly mm-hmm. sort of taking stuff in. And I, I think that's a really uh, interesting mechanic for creators at the moment, isn't it? Just sort of having this yeah. place to put stuff up, but it's not just, if you were just putting stuff up on your own website, you're sort of, you might you know, track it, through yeah. your own, your own stuff, but you can't help but be mm-hmm. exposed to other things while you're there. So yeah, it's really but I think we're really seeing some um, interesting results from that sort of cultural shift. It's awesome, yeah. That, that's that's my favorite part is to like constantly see art from artists I really like or new artists. It's pretty awesome. I don't know. I think that's what helps me grow the most. I think that's what helps artists a lot. At least that's what I tell people when you know have a lot of influences. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think, it, and it is that thing of once you start getting to the point where you have literally an overwhelming amount of information and influences it's not a case of you know someone's just working through someone else's back catalogue and just sort of picking out their favorite bits it is right. you know it's going to be so sort of subconscious isn't it that's the thing yeah. like, so subliminal as you're sort of scrolling through you know page after page of image after image you can't help but sort of you know have things mm-hmm. nesting away no, just keep absorbing it all i have a, like a list of probably thousands of artists that you know every day i like from looking i'll add a name you know so i can just go back to them and that's actually something that a professor from school actually got got me going got a a lot of students going i don't know if they kept up with it but i did i think it's a good thing for artists to do it sounds odd but you almost have to have a, a curatorial approach to these places now don't you you can't sort of let yourself be sort of dragged along by the wave too much you have to sort of try and pull yourself away a little bit and get a bit sort of circumspect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So in terms of uh, Goat Herded, your piece for Avery Hill, did you get in touch with Avery Hill? Did Avery Hill get in touch no, with you? No, no. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Dave did. Um, yeah, Rick, Ricky and Dave are very strong on sort of, again, similar sort of thing, keeping an eye on uh, yeah. interesting looking things that they spot on Instagram and Tumblr and just sort of following it up and making... Uh, inquiries so you got an email from dave yeah he's out of the blue which was awesome you know i don't know where he found it i guess (laughs) tumblr or something i don't know where i had posted that before maybe on my website but yeah he just hit me up saying he would like to do something and was it goat herded specifically that he'd spotted or an excerpt from it that he'd sort of spotted or or was it a general sort of have you got any projects on the go you'd like to it was goat herded he's like oh i well, I think it was just he had seen my work and he saw it go hurt and he's like, would you be interested in doing something else? And for us, 
And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, I think then he asked if I would be interested in continuing Goat Herded, which I wasn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hated it. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> it would have never gone out if it wasn't for a Frank Santoro competition. Ah, right. I used to hide everything away, but at this point, I kind of throw it all out as much as I can. Yeah. And then, um, but with comics, it's still difficult for me uh, to put them out, just because I, I don't know. Like I, I start writing them and I just shelf them. But I guess since this was for that Santoro comic thing, I finished it and I had to put it out. Yeah. And um, I don't, I don't think it won anything. I don't think he chose it as anything <laughs> but, you say that but it, it won but the heart of dave exactly, white at yeah. Hill publishing so <laughs> yeah dave found it so that was awesome like a lot of the things i guess you know like a lot of artists probably say that you know they didn't really they don't like whatever they finish i guess it's very rare for people i think to look back at work they've they've completed and still get any sort of joy out of it i, I guess the, the sort of the energy that you've expended has gone yeah. into that and you're ready to move on to the next thing it is a tremendous piece of work I mean, as someone who put the energy into reading it, I got a lot out of it. And I think it's... Um... Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's really nice. I definitely was, like, a difficult person for him. Because <laughs> <For Dave. laughs> I was pretty, like, I don't... I had changed so much, too. And I didn't want to draw like that, either. Right, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so nice. And they're both, like, everyone yeah. at Avery is super nice. They're so. all right. Let's not get carried away, are <laughs> <laughs> no uh they are yeah uh, and i think the eh. thing <laughs> i think uh the thing from ricky day's point of view as well is they want to enable artists rather than sort of make demands of them you know they're they're yeah, very yeah, it, it, yeah. It, the whole the whole really purpose cool. of it is to sort of like you know present things that that we like rather than sort of go you know what we'd like is for you to do this what's the point do you know what i mean in, in getting, right, right. you know someone to, yeah, to do that you're completely right about that i mean as far as Dave, because that's who I've worked with the most, he's he's definitely like that and like super caring and stuff. Like okay. I said, I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. And I was like, I don't want to draw like that anymore. You know, I'm not, you know, I've moved on. Things have changed. And he was like, oh, it's fine. You know, it doesn't have to look the same. But then, you know, but then I was, I was having hangups because it wasn't as cohesive. So, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> he had to deal with all that. <laughs> so he said it was all right if it looked different, and then you made it look yeah. different, and then you're like, "Well, it does. This looks different." And he's like, "I know, yeah." <laughs> In my mind, like while I was making it, I was like struggling with right, the fact right. maybe there was going to be a sort of a jump aesthetically, you know? Which I think is fine. It it looks it looks cool, like the way you, you guys put it together. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing. It's um, yeah, very sort of nicely presented as well. Like, yeah. sounds odd to sort of say, but things like uh, just the the slightly larger format and the paper stock and things like that. You know, that mm -hmm. that's important, though, isn't it? To sort of yeah. you know, um, you've put the work in to make you know a lovely thing. You know, it's then beholden to us to sort of present it as nicely as possible. There's no point in sort mm -hmm. of printing it out on toilet yeah. paper and then just like chucking it on the shelf. Let's you know, let's do it properly came out super nice mm. i love it i think you know you obviously it's still me so i think you can still tell that it's the same like the art 
Oh, yeah. You know? uh, yeah, definitely. I, I would say, yeah, there's definitely, rather than it being sort of like, you know, line work, it's, it, you know, as much as anything, it's sort of energy and an underlying style, isn't it? That's the thing. Right. Sort of, yeah. the, you know, the, the tone of it as much as anything else is the, the key to the work, I think. But it's... I had changed so much already at that point, and I didn't want to go back and draw like that. And he was yeah. totally cool with that, so that was that was awesome. If I were to do it now, like say like a third part, it would be it would look, you know, completely different again. again. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like yeah. I change really quickly. At least I feel like that. Maybe maybe I don't. Well, I think that's healthy for you as well, isn't it? To sort of you know keep your approach fresh as much as anything else. Yeah, I have to. I I, I get bored. Very easily. Going back to what you were saying (laughs) earlier about being an animator, you don't want to sit down and draw, you know, the the same things in similar ways over a huge amount of time. And I think, you know, over and over. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's, you know, uh, as I say, that that certainly comes across in the work where everything does feel, you know, really fresh. Oh, yeah. That's an important thing. Any sort of ongoing projects that you're immersed in the middle of now that you can talk about? Well, okay, so I've had I've had written already two comics that I'd be interested in like putting out, and then I have I have like a bunch more that I think are just gonna waste away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't think I would be I don't know. But these and there's one specifically that I'm working on that I have no name. I made a post I made a post on like the first page on instagram i don't know if it, if it could be found but it's like this big fire that was written like a while ago and like in, in typical fashion i just kind of like a lot of things i do like i'll like write it all or like even thumb it and then just forget about it but is that a deliberate thing to sort of remove yourself from it to revisit later or is it just a case of you you just move on to something else quite naturally i think i'm bad at finishing things and i get bad anxiety and then kind of stop liking it and then i want to move on to the next thing so i think maybe it's poor management <laughs> I, but i think it's a very common thing not just with uh like artists and, and sort of people who make visual art but any sort of creative process i think there is that thing yeah. of finishing something you know and yeah, it's, finishing it's, something, yeah. yeah that's the thing like and, and it's sort of particularly i think with having said that with visual art there's a thing of, is this finished? You know, you can always right. sort of tweak something in terms of your line work or an angle or the lighting or the colouring or any sort of aspect. You could constantly, you know, I, you know, I always sort of, um, when I'm talking to artists, uh, the thing I would say to them is like, you you can never, nothing's ever finished, but you, you know when it's done. Right. You know yeah. when it's, you're sort of happy with it and this is, it's taken a form that you're happy to sort of, rest mm-hmm. with and, and present but like it's tough to know where that is as well isn't it there's no you know uh sort of progress bar at the bottom clicking up to 98 100 <laughs> done you are done, done. <laughs> you've you reached the minimum I... amount of uh, <laughs> this is now a thing but it is just that that and it, I, I think sometimes it, that's why it's important to sort of uh, just let another person have a look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is such no, a small thing for that them to sort of say, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. Just somewhere else we go, is this a thing? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's a thing. Oh, good, because I wasn't sure. I knew it was, <laughs> and it was something, yeah. but I didn't know if it was anything. <laughs> yeah, this, that's definitely a big a big thing with I, with a lot of artists, I'm mm. sure. And there's also, there's also the thing where finishing something kind of kills it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I'm so done with this. And, yeah. and by the time I've taken the time to like, especially with comics, because it takes way more time than just an illustration. Right? It's like multiple illustrations, right? So you write it all, you draw it all, and by the time I have gotten to the end, maybe I've changed, and like that would change things within it. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't agree with these things anymore, and I change so quickly myself. So it's really hard to kind of keep up. So. But I'm trying to stick with this one because this one has kind of stayed in my mind. And I'm trying to – I'm redoing the art, and I kind of want to just post it all online. I think that's a good sign, isn't it? If, it's, if something if – if a piece is staying with you, it must have value to it, must not it? There must be something substantial yeah. that's, that's bringing you back. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, I mean this is something that's been going on since, I don't know, I was like 17 or something. So Right. <laughs> always think about it but it's completely different since yeah then. yeah Fantastic. i don't have a name for it i don't even know what to call it so i want to try and finish it this summer thanks so much for joining us yeah, yeah. No, no thank you so much for doing this this is awesome uh, i'll let you uh get back to your life <laughs> <laughs> all right Steve. thanks, so thanks much. again for joining us take care bye-bye all right yeah you too bye thanks again to charlo for talking to us you can find him on twitter at Charlo Freight, which is at C-H-A-R-L-O-F-R-A-D-E. And you can find his website at charlofraid.com, which also contains links to his Instagram and other places you can find his work. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next month. This show is a Holdfast Network production. Go to holdfastnetwork.com for other programs you may enjoy.